Hello, and welcome to Vocab Lab, where we explore words that will boost your lexicon, particularly for those big exams like the SAT, AC, and TOEFL. Get ready to expand your vocabulary. In today's episode, we're diving into three words that may seem simple at first glance, but can be deceptively complex. They're guaranteed to tickle your brain and may just appear on your next standardized test. Keep listening to uncover the depths of obscure, atrophy, and ruminate. First up, let's explore the word obscure. That's O-B-S-C-U-R-E, obscure. Obscure can be both an adjective and a verb. As an adjective, obscure describes something that is not clear or difficult to understand. Perhaps it is unclear because it's partially hidden or because it's not well known. A helpful way to remember this definition is to think of a foggy window that obscures your view. It's not that there's nothing on the other side, it's just hard to see. On the other hand, as a verb, to obscure means to make something unclear or to conceal it. Remember, the action of obscuring often leads to an obscure outcome. The word obscure has a Latin root from the word obscurus, meaning dark or hidden. Now let's use obscure in a couple of sentences. One, the meaning of the ancient text was obscured by its archaic language, making it challenging for modern day scholars to interpret. Two, he preferred to stay out of the limelight leading an obscure life in a quiet rural town. Moving on to our next word, atrophy. Spell it with me, A-T-R-O-P-H-Y, atrophy. This word is primarily a noun, but it can also be used as a verb. As a noun, atrophy refers to the gradual decline or degeneration of muscles or organs, usually because of neglect or lack of use. It can also refer to a similar reduction in skills or talent. A trick to remember this word might be to think of the phrase at rest trophies, as in when your muscles are at rest, they may end up like unused trophies, wasted. As a verb, to atrophy means to waste away or to deteriorate over time. The etymology comes from the Greek atrophia, meaning a wasting away, which is derived from trophy, nutrition. In sentences, you might say, one, after several months in a cast, the muscles in her leg had atrophied and she needed physical therapy to regain strength. Two, without practice, his once impressive piano skills began to atrophy and he could no longer play the complicated concertos he once loved. Lastly, let's chew over the word ruminate. R-U-M-I-N-A-T-E, ruminate. This verb originally means to chew the cud, a process where certain animals chew their food multiple times to aid digestion. However, its more figurative use and the one you're likely to see on a test refers to thinking deeply about something essentially chewing over thoughts in your mind. Ruminate stems from Latin ruminatus, the past participle of ruminare, which means to chew over again. Here's how you might use it in sentences. One, he ruminated over the chess problem for hours, unable to find the winning move. Two, after the lecture, she spent the evening ruminating on the implications of the newly proposed theory. Now let's have some fun with a quick quiz. I'll say a sentence with the word blank and Jack will fill in the blank with the correct word. Ready? I'm ready, let's do this. Great, here's the first one. He spent years refining his invention which remained largely blank to the outside world. The answer is obscure. Correct. Next, without regular exercise, astronauts need to be careful to prevent muscle blank in space. That would be atrophy. That's right, on to the third. The philosopher was known to blank on the meaning of life for days on end. 
Ruminate. Indeed. All right, fourth sentence. The poet's work was so blank that readers often had trouble interpreting her complex verses. Once again, obscure. Exactly. Fifth on E, due to his disease, he experienced a rapid blank of muscular function. Atrophy. Correct. Last one. After the debate, she continued to blank on her opponent's arguments. Ruminate. Well done, Jack. Now, don't go anywhere, folks, because coming up, we have a refresher on the words from our last episode. Callous, grievous, and kudos. Let's jump right in. The first word from last time is callous. That's C-A-L-L-O-U-S. It's an adjective that describes someone who is emotionally hardened or unfeeling. For example, her callous remarks about the plight of the homeless sparked outrage among the community members. Next is grievous, G-R-I-E-V-O-U-S. This adjective describes something very severe or serious, especially in terms of causing grief or pain. In a sentence, you might say, the loss of their ancestral home was a grievous blow to the family. And finally, kudos, spelled K-U-D-O-S. Kudos is a noun that means praise or honor received for an achievement. Like this, she received kudos from her peers for her groundbreaking research. Remember, these words just might give you the edge you need on test day. So be sure to check out the previous episode if you missed it. And tune in to our next episode one, where we will introduce three new vocabulary words and test your recollection of today's vocabulary. Obscure, atrophy, ruminate. Now for our closing, we want to thank you for joining us today at Vocab Lab. If you have questions or vocabulary words that you would like to suggest for future episodes, please get in touch at vocablab at pagepods.com. Our email address is also in the show notes. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app and consider leaving a review so that others can learn more about us. To stay up to date on the latest episodes and for show transcripts, subscribe to our newsletter at vocablab.pagepods.com. The link is also in our show notes. We'll catch you next time on Vocab Lab. Keep studying, keep learning, and of course, keep listening. Goodbye. Goodbye, everyone.